You're never going to believe what show I got into during my vacation. What's up? It's the My Life is Luke podcast. Thank you so much for hitting play on this show. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you get this podcast at. And make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Luke Kelly. That's the easiest way to see what I'm up to. Last week, I wasn't really up to anything on social media because I kind of checked out for the week because I was on vacation. It was nice and refreshing not to have to wake up every day, start thinking of things to put on Twitter, start thinking of things to put on a Facebook. It was definitely mostly a mental vacation. That's what I used last week for, for myself, just because I felt like my wheels were turning too much, and ultimately, I just needed a week week to shut down my brain, and ultimately, that's exactly what I got, and I'm super excited that I was able to shut off the brain for a week and actually entertain myself by watching TV shows that I've never seen before, and when I was on Twitter the week before I went on vacation, I think it was like on the Friday or Saturday, when I was on there, I saw somebody talking about Frasier. Frasier was a TV show that ran from 1993 all the way to 2004. Had a really impressive run. That's a good run in TV. It's a good run in entertainment itself. I didn't really know what to expect, but once that I saw that Frasier was a TV show based on a guy who was a radio show host, I'm like, cool, I am completely into this show. And I went in with zero expectations just because... It's an older TV show. I missed it when it was on originally. So, you know, usually when that happens, I'm like, okay, if I missed it then, I don't know how much I'm going to like it now just because it didn't catch my attention there. Although, when it was originally on, a lot of the humor that's on there, I probably wouldn't have understand or understood as a kid. So now I'm watching this show as an adult, and I'm like, this show is freaking hilarious. One of my new favorite shows. I'm serious. I got through season one while on vacation. It it is a short season. Not very many episodes. Maybe five, six episodes at the most, I think, is the first season. But you get uh, get introduced to some of the characters that are on the show. And they do a really good job of really identifying the characters, really telling you exactly who is who, what makes them them. And I enjoy a TV show that really does that, really highlights these people's characteristics throughout the show and kind of you could get a better feel, maybe a better understanding of some of the moves or maybe some of the things that will happen throughout seasons to be like, okay, I know that he made that move or she made that move based off of their personality from when they introduced me to this character back in season one. Now, if you've never seen the show, I suggest you going to Hulu and watching it. It is a really good show to watch. Episodes just fly by because I think it was a half-hour TV show, so the episodes are like 25 minutes, if that. Uh, They're around 25 minutes. Quick watches. You could power through a few in a day. You could power through maybe just two or one and feel like you're not going to have to dedicate a long part of your day to binge-watching this TV show because it's set up for you to just watch a few and then come back to it whenever you really want. But you get introduced to Frazier, Dr. Frazier Crane, on his radio show. Uh, You don't really get introduced to him on his radio show, but 
he kind of explains himself a little bit who he is. He's divorced. His son is with his mom, and he's moving back to Seattle, which is the area that he grew up to. And now as he's moving back to Seattle, starting his new life, boy, is it really going to be a new life for him because his dad needs a place to go. And his dad ends up joining him at his apartment in downtown Seattle, all because of Frazier's brother, Niles. Niles is a very smart guy. Actually, Dr. Crane, Frazier Crane, is very, very smart too. Niles is a doctor as well. But both of these guys are really smart, very sophisticated. And when you get introduced, first of all, let me kind of go in this direction of how Frazier got to taking in their dad. Frazier and Niles met up for coffee, and they were talking about things and talking about maybe putting their dad in a home, and Niles really did a pivot to make it feel like Frazier would be abandoning his dad and he would be a bad son for putting his father in a home. So he pretty much guilt-tripped him into taking his dad in. And it was a pretty funny conversation. That's why I say you need to go watch this. But both of these guys, for what they're supposed to be, very sophisticated people, snobs at times, you you see their sense of humor, and it really does land a lot better because of the people that they are. And when you meet their dad on the show for the first time, you're like, no way. This is not their dad. Because they're on totally different ends of the spectrum. The dad is a retired police officer. And he is all about the old school values. And then you see these guys very, very on the other end of the spectrum. Way opposite end. They did say their mom passed away. But they did say that their mom was a lot more sophisticated, very smart, a lot more than their dad. And they always said that's where they got their smarts from. That's where they really developed into the person they are. They got all of that from their mom. But then as you start watching the show and you start seeing Martin, who is their dad, you start seeing more of his characteristics and you start seeing a little bit more of his characteristics into Niles and Frazier itself. Those are the three main characters of the show so far that I've got through in season one, but the people that you're introduced to a lot on this show that you see their face pretty much week after week, um, there's two other people that you see. Roz, who is the producer of Frasier's radio show. She is very witty, very funny. Her and Frasier have great chemistry, which, like I said, this is my first time seeing it, but I could also see Frasier and Roz falling in love and ending up together, maybe by the end of the show or maybe midway through this show. And the other person that you'll meet is Daphne. Now, Daphne is the caretaker to Martin, Niles and Frazier's dad, because Frazier is like, I can't do this on my own with dad here. I'm going to need some 24-7 help. So uh, Daphne is there. She cooks, she cleans, helps the dad, and the dad's really mobile still. I mean, he walks around with a cane, but... It's nothing too crazy. It seems like he could do a lot for his own, but Daphne does a great job being witty, being funny. I'm telling you, there's a lot more humor on this show than I ever thought would be. I thought this was 
going to be a dry show. Whenever I saw Frasier on TV or saw a commercial for Frasier, I'm like, there's no way that this show could be funny. This guy looks like a nerd. Why do I want to watch a show about this sophisticated nerd? There's no way that I'm ever going to connect with him. And now here I am connecting more than ever through his through his humor, through uh, his radio show, and I critique him. I give him air checks. That's what we kind of call like when you watch tape for a sport that you play and you kind of decipher what you did wrong, what things you could do better. An air check is what we call that, where you would listen to audio of your show for that day, which you could be listening to this show and be like, Luke, get to the point a little bit faster. Okay. All I'm saying is those are the characters you got introduced to. Uh, First season's really good. I can't wait to get to season two. I might do that this weekend. Maybe um, watch a couple of more episodes or maybe sneak in a few more episodes throughout the week. I'm usually not a huge TV person during the week just because I have a lot of things to do. And if I do watch a show during the week, it's live. Like I'd like the WWE, so I'll watch Monday Night Raw. I'll watch SmackDown on Wednesday nights. Occasionally, I'll watch wrestling, but for the most time, for the most um, most of the time during the week, Nora and I will usually eat dinner. Uh, we'll watch on Monday nights. We'll watch wrestling, but for the most time, we try and um, sit down on the couch, talk to each other, watch some TikToks. That's what we do a lot during the week. We're getting old. Getting really old. You know, I just turned 30. And you would think that maybe 30-year-olds aren't watching TikToks, but yeah, that's that's the point of the world right now. 30-year-olds watching TikToks. Now, Nora's not 30 yet. She's a couple years younger than I am. But the signs of me getting older, man, are really starting to hit. Because last week when I was on vacation, I had a doctor's appointment scheduled. I had to go and have an appointment so that way I could arrange for a sleep study. But when I was at this doctor's office, this is so funny. This always cracks me up whenever you go to the doctor's. Appointment was for 9.20. They tell me to get there at 9 o'clock so that way I could fill out all my paperwork and I'll be ready to go by 9.20. All right, I'll get there at 9. Went there at 9, filled out all my paperwork, 9.20 hits. I'm not called back to the room. 9.30 hits, not called back to the room. Finally, at about 9.45, 9.50, I was called back to the room. The nurse brings me back. She asked me all the questions that I already filled out on all this paperwork that I had, which was on a, la- uh, uh, not a laptop, but an iPad. So all that information should have went from that iPad to the computer that she was looking at because she was asking me all these questions on this computer that she was on in this room. She comes in, does the basic vitals, checks the heart, blood pressure, those sorts of things. She's like, okay, Melissa will be in to see you soon. I went to a nurse practitioner and she comes in. I don't know. It was a long time. I sat in that room forever, it felt like. And that room was cold. I felt like I was hanging out in my basement. This room was so cold. Now, it was on an exterior wall. So here I am sitting in the room, and then the other side of that wall would be the outside. And the the nurse practitioner, Melissa, walks in, and she goes, man, it's pretty cold in here. You could have said something. We would have turned the heat up for you. And I'm like, "Uh, it's okay. 
I hang out in my basement a lot and it's cold down there. I could take it. She was like, okay, that's the same thing like my house. So she starts asking me all these questions, right? She's like, oh, I saw that you just turned 30. Happy belated birthday and everything. She was like, is that the main reason why you're here today? Need to get it physical? Should be doing this now yearly. And I'm like, at 30, I thought this was 40. At 40, you were supposed to get all these different sort of medical checks every single year. And she goes, no, 30 we're saying now because there's things that do approach a little bit early on in life and we would like to have, you know, an eye on everything to see how your health is trending. So she's like, that's why we suggest coming in every year now. She was like, when's the last time you had a physical? Um, excuse me? When's the last time? If you're like me, the last time you had a physical was when it was mandatory for you to get a physical, whether that had been for work or for school. It's probably the last time you got a physical. So this nurse practitioner goes, okay, so you need a physical. Right on. Exactly. And I was like, what all does this physical entail? She's like, well, we got to get a blood sample, urine sample, and an EKG. Like, I don't know if I've ever, I've done a urine sample. It's like, I know I've done that before. I've had to do that for like after school programs that I used to work at and for other jobs that other side jobs that I've had before had to take a piss test. Comfortable with that. EKG. What is that? Sounds really scary. She's like, oh no, it's just nothing really. We hook up these little things to you and it kind of gives a reading of, of things and then we decipher it, what it says, we look at it and then we tell you what it all says. And if there's something that's wrong on there, then we'll call you and let you know. I said, all right, thank you. So basically if I don't hear from you, I'm good on that. She's like, yep. And she was like, the blood test is super simple. Um, we'll look at those readings too. And if something serious pops up, we'll call you. So she goes on her way and I get this another, this other nurse that walks into the room. She's like, are you ready? I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go. She's like, all right, we got to go into this other room. And we perform the EKG in there. She's like, do you have a hairy chest? No. Well, I have hair on my chest, but it's not hairy. She's like, okay, well lift up your shirt. Okay. Yeah. You don't need to shave. And she's like, lift up your legs. I'm like, lady, you're my nurse. What are you trying to do here? You're not trying to make any advances on me, are you? But she wasn't. She was just doing her job, okay? I was just trying to make it funny during the show, all right? Comedic relief right there. It could have landed with you. Maybe not. So she hooks up all these different wires to me to get this EKG done. That takes 30 seconds at most. And then we get done with that. And she's like, all right, we got to go into another room. We go into another room so that way she could draw blood. And when we're in there, the first thing she asks, she goes, are you scared of needles? And I said, no, not really. Have you ever had blood drawn before? Not in a really long time, maybe when I was a baby, but I don't recall it. She was like, are you going to faint? I'm like, once again, I haven't had this done, so I can't answer that question. So she was like, well, if you get lightheaded, let me know, please. And I was like, you got it. If I pass out, you're going to have to pick me up. She was like, all right, I'm getting ready to do this. Do you want to look or do you want to look away? I chose to look away. I don't want to look at that while that's happening to me. If you enjoy watching that being done to you, you're crazy. 
I could watch it be done to people, but to me, something totally different. I feel like if I watched her draw my blood, that I would actually pass out. So that's why I looked away. She was like, oh man, you barely even flinched. You did a great job with this. Yeah, I would have thought you got this done all the time. Like, no way. Would not be comfortable to get this done all the time. No, thank you, ma'am. She was like, all right, final thing of this physical. You got to pee in a cup. She was like, there's a container in there. There's a marker in there. Write your name on there and then put it in that silver box. We'll take it. All right, cool. I go into the bathroom. I open the door and I see this sign above the toilet that gives you instructions on how to do a urine test. It's like pee for a little bit, stop your stream, and then do what you need to do inside of the cup and then finish, hold off again, and then finish inside of the toilet. Like, huh? Why do I why can't I just fill it up as much as I can and then whatever? So I follow the instructions on there and I'm like, I better not piss on my hand. I better not piss on my hand. I didn't pee on my hand, didn't do that. There was a little dribble after I got done filling it up that landed on like the rim of the cup. And then as I went to go put the lid on the cup, my thumb touched the rim where the urine was at, where the pee was at. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gross. I don't want to pee on my hands. Of course, I wash my hands afterwards. I am not gross. I don't want you to think that I'm gross. Of course, I would wash my hands. 20 seconds singing the happy birthday song to myself twice. You better believe it. So I wash my hands and I, I put the urine in that little thing that it's supposed to go into. And they're like, all right, you're all good. Just to let you know, you said that you wanted to get a sleep study done. There is another process that has to be done in order to get a sleep study, um, a sleep consultation that has to be done. We'll set that up with a sleep study place. You'll go there. They'll ask you a whole bunch of questions. We're going to reach out for you. But if you don't hear back from them within a week, call us, and then we'll reach back out to them for you. So that way we could get this all taken care of. Now, the reason why I'm getting this sleep study done is I think I need a CPAP machine. I really do believe that. Sometimes I snore really loud. Sometimes I snore even louder than that. I don't really know if there is a medium with me. It's either all or nothing. And usually if I'm snoring loud, I know because Nora isn't in the bed with me the next morning. And for the last, I would say, week, maybe week and a half, she maybe slept in the room, the guest room that is, once. And that's about it. So I feel pretty good heading into this sleep consultation. They're going to ask me all these questions and then they're going to have to set up a time for me to go back and either do the sleep study there or have me do the sleep study at home, which I would rather do it at home just with all the different coronavirus things that are going on right now. I know hospitals are probably clean, very sanitary, and it's on a different end of the hospital, so I wouldn't be in the parts where the coronavirus is and stuff. But I still, just for my comfortability, would rather have it be done at home. And then after I get that sleep study done, I'll have to contact CPAP Central, which is the place that I'm going to go to get my CPAP machine. And then everything has to go through the pop proper channels. Now, what I'm hoping is that one day, 
because of the way that I'm now starting to eat, I could get off using a CPAP machine. I think if you're healthy, now this this doesn't mean if you're healthy, you're slim, you're in shape, that doesn't always result into you stopping to stop snoring. That doesn't always mean that's going to happen, but I'm hoping that it will. If I start eating better and I start working out a little bit, that that would lead me to eventually not having to use a CPAP machine, to be honest with you. And right now, I think I am on the way to actually living a better, healthy life. I think I told you, I don't know if I told you on this podcast or if I told it on another podcast that I'm on, if Luke and Laura had a show, you can listen to that one on the 1077 The Eagle app. We're getting ready to put that onto different podcasting platforms. But to go back to this diet that Nora's on or this lifestyle that Nora's on right now, she's counting her macros which macros, you look at protein, carbs, fat, and you also count your calories as well. Now, a good way for you to do this, if you do decide to count your macros, is going to different websites, three different websites that you find, and you're going to have to put in how tall you are, how much you weigh, your age, that sort of things. And then it's going to calculate the macros that you should be eating. Once again, those are protein, carbs, and fat, and also your calories. And you're going to average three of those websites out. Add them all up. Obviously, divide by three because you did three different ones. So that's what you're going to be doing. And so far doing that, I feel a lot better. I've only been doing it for a week. I don't feel hungry. Actually, sometimes I feel like I'm eating a lot more than I ever would, which is crazy to say. I mean, I thought I ate a lot before, but now that I'm eating, I'm eating healthier things and I'm getting, you know, more protein that will fill me up faster or more vegetables that will fill me up. Like tonight, as we're recording this, we're making chicken Alfredo with broccoli in there, trying to add more substance so that way you're not eating more carbs through eating more pasta. So there's different strategies to take while you're counting your macros, doing protein shakes, doing protein bars, doing um, eating more fruits and vegetables, all that sort of thing. It really adds up and you, and you start to think now, man, how am I going to do all of this? How am I going to eat all these calories? How am I going to get all this protein and carbs and fat? How am I going to do this? It's tricky to figure out. It really is. But I'll say, if you decide to do this, the best thing for you to do is put your dinner in. Put your dinner in first every single day. So that way you could see what you could eat the rest of the day for breakfast, for lunch. Now for me, I always put dinner in usually first thing in the morning and I'll try to figure out what I could have for lunch. I'm a creature of habit, especially when it comes to morning routines. So I like to have the same thing for breakfast usually, or at least uh, I, I at least have the same thing for breakfast a few times a week. Now, I'm always going to have my black coffee, and I'm going to have um, probably Cheerios, probably going to have a banana or an apple or something, I, uh, something sweet as a fruit. Uh, strawberries, a lot of fruits are sweet. Excuse me, you get a lot of natural sugars that way. So it's good. Um, but I do like having an apple because an apple 
is refreshing. It wakes me up. And I did read something that an apple has just as much, I don't, it's not caffeine, but it will wake you up just as much as a regular cup of coffee. So take that for what you will. That's science. That's just not me saying something stupid. A lot of things stupid come out of my, my mouth, but that, that wasn't stupid. I can promise you that. So that's what I've been doing. And I hope that this continues to go. And they say the goal is not to count all your macros and and all that stuff your whole life, but to realize what you're putting into your body. Like you don't have to count these all the time, but by you starting to count all your macros and all your different sort of um, calories and stuff like that, that you'll become more aware of what you're putting into your body because you're breaking things down and you're seeing, oh, well, this has a lot of that in there. This has a lot of that, so I'll be fine here. This is how I could sustain having a good healthy, well-balanced diet. That's what it's about. And ultimately, that's what you want to build is a good, well-rounded diet. You want to look good. You want to look healthy. And also drink a lot of water. I don't know if you've heard this before. Drink a lot of water. It helps. I I think right now I'm drinking over uh, 200 ounces of water a day. Pretty crazy. I, I hate to be the health guy, but you know this show is called the My Life is Luke podcast, and this is something that's going on in my life right now. I drink a lot of water. I got a half-gallon Arctic jug for Christmas, and I use this every day. I drink quite a few of these throughout the day, so I really love this thing. It's not an ad. I'm being serious, but if you're somebody that needs to drink water, they have them in gallon sizes as well. You could go and get these things. They're like 30 bucks, and they keep your water cold. Or if you go with something hot in here, it'll keep it warm. So just know that you're getting a great value out of these things. Nora uses a hydro jug, and it's a little bit more than a half an ounce. I think it's... Sorry, Stein, uh, trying to stay hydrated there. I think Nora says they're like 74 ounces, so uh, about 10 more ounces than a half gallon because a half gallon, I believe, is 64. If I'm doing my calculations correct, if I'm doing that right. All right, well, that's going to do it for me, Luke Kelly, here on this week's episode of the My Life as Luke podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen at, and follow me on social media at Radio Luke Kelly, and you can count on me waiting for you right here next week on the My Life is Luke podcast.